that's where the journal started to come into play. And that's where I thought, man, I just, if I am ever in the position where I have to leave my daughters, I, I wanna make sure that they have everything that they need from me. You know, they have all of my words of wisdom or they have all of my support, love letters, anything. Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Heil, and I am thrilled to share a podcast that celebrates the incredible moms who are pursuing their creative passions. Are you a mom who feels like you just can't balance your creative pursuits with the demands of motherhood? Each week, I'm bringing you interviews with accomplished and talented moms who have made their creative dreams a reality. I talk to writers, artists, musicians, and entrepreneurs who have successfully found a way to do what they love while raising the ones they love. Some of the writers I talk to are New York Times bestselling authors, while some are self-published first-time authors. I also share my own insights and resources to help you navigate the unique challenges of being a mom who creates. So whether you're an early bird or a night owl, a seasoned pro, or just starting out, I want you to know that you can pursue your creative passions and be an amazing mom at the same time. Grab a cup of coffee, a notebook, and get ready to join our community of like-minded moms who are on a mission to live intentionally and create with purpose. This is the Moms Who Create podcast, and I can't wait to share this journey with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. Today, I am talking to the wonderful Kara Sanchez. Kara is a mom, a high school teacher, the author of Legacy Letters Guided Journal, and a content creator in the grief space. After the unexpected loss of her mother, just days after her youngest was born, she was determined to create something that allows us to leave behind handwritten words of love, advice, and support. The Guided Journal does just that and breaks down complex issues into small, bite-sized pieces, allowing us to leave behind a detailed and loving legacy to those we know and love. As a trigger warning, this episode can get a little heavy, as it's about the loss of a mom. But her journal she's created out of it is so beautiful, and I can't wait for you guys to hear about it. Enjoy today's episode. Kara, I'm so happy to have you today. Thank you for being here and thank you for, you know, being being vulnerable and just going to open up to us and, and share your story. Oh my gosh, thank you. This is such an honor and I'm with good company because moms are the best. We're the mm-hmm. best people. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true though. It's true. I love it. So you created a journal. Before we dive into that, tell me about what got you to that point in your life. Go ahead and just tell us your story. Sure. So, um, well, one, my name is Kara. Um, I'm a high school Spanish teacher, and I've been doing that since 2011. Um, You know, I I married my husband in 2012, um, and together we have two little girls. And last summer, or actually last spring, so the spring of 2022, I was expecting my youngest daughter. And at the time, I was joking around a lot with my mom because she was taking a trip in the summer, a trip to Italy and Greece with my dad and many of her friends. And this was a trip that she had planned for a very long time. And I could go in and talk about my mom for hours, but um, let's just say that she just loved to travel. That was her passion. And obviously during COVID, that didn't happen very much. So this was a trip that she had planned two years prior to this, and it kept getting delayed due to COVID. So 
she was finally getting ready to go on this trip. And she was so excited to take many of her friends that had never left the country before. And the, the one thing that was in the way was that she was supposed to be gone, or I guess just getting back, supposed to be just getting back from her trip when my due date was. I was like, mom, you're not, you're not going to be around while I'm giving birth. I just know it. So that was just something that was on our radar for many months. As soon as my mom found out the due date was, oh my gosh, I, I hope that I'm home in time for you to, to have this baby. So, you know, last spring as we're preparing and I'm eight months in, I go into labor early. Um, this is a full month early. And I, I knew that it could be a possibility because with my first daughter, I did go into labor three weeks early. So this was a full month though. And I was just not expecting that. And the other problem with going into labor early is I had COVID. So it just threw a wrench in the entire situation. They originally made it seem like it wasn't going to be that big of an issue. And on the way to the hospital, they let me know that they're going to just have me go up alone to the, to the room and they would check that I was in fact in labor. And then my husband would be able to accompany me after the fact. So like, basically they didn't want us both coming in together unless I was in labor. Mm-hmm. And so I was very nervous. I was, a, I wanted a VBAC. That was my, my plan, my birth plan. And it slowly just started to unravel. Like everything just was, it was rough, Uh, especially because I was alone, you know, and I'm sitting there trying to navigate this and hearing that later that, oh, actually, I know that we said that he could come up, but that's no longer a possibility. We checked with the floor manager and yeah, he can't come up with you. Even Um, during your labor? I was like, wait, what? Like when you were, he was not allowed up because Oh, yes. No, I would have just started crying. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, I was freaking out. What year was this? Again, I had this whole plan. Uh, This was last summer. Really? Yeah. 2022? Yeah, I totally. It's because he he was also testing positive at the time. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It was awful. Oh, my goodness. Luckily, my mom had not left for her trip yet. So my husband called my mom and, you know, she was COVID negative. And he's like, you know, we need somebody to be there immediately with Kara. So she's not alone at the hospital. And so, yeah, she came. It was great. You know, um, minus the fact that my birth did not go as planned. I did not end up having the VBAC. I had another C-section, but yeah, my mom was there with me. And, you know, that's what mattered at the time is that I wasn't alone. And, you know, the next day my husband tested negative and they let him up. So like within 12 hours, of the whole situation of them saying, no, he can't come. Um, The next day they let him up. So my husband came up and the nurse was nice and said, hey, you guys can have a a little bit of time together, but we really are trying to enforce just a one visitor policy. They did ask, you know, after a little bit for my mom to leave. And I said, mom, that's fine. Like, it's okay. You're literally leaving for your trip in like two days. When you get back, you know, we can have lots of baby time, you know, don't worry about it. And I didn't realize it at the time, but that was the last day that I saw my mom. Um, mm-hmm. So she left on her trip. And when they arrived in Italy, I was getting text messages from my father saying that my mom had a really rough flight and she wasn't feeling well and that they were going to try to take her to the doctor. And in my head, it still like didn't hit me or process. Like I was like, oh, like, well, she's just not feeling well. Like maybe she just needs medicine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think, you know, 
if I go back into my brain, I didn't think like, oh my gosh, something's going to happen to my mom. Right. Um, but the next, you know, 24 hours, I get many, many phone calls from my dad. And I didn't answer immediately because I was still at the hospital with my, my newborn and we were in the NIC, NICU. And I finally answered because it, it, they wouldn't stop calling. And so I was like, Mike, I, I told my husband, Mike, I need to answer this phone call because my, my dad keeps calling me. And I answered and my dad was in hysterics and just explained what had happened that they came back from dinner. My mom said she was not feeling good at all because she stayed home in bed. And um, she, she said, I'm getting scared. Please call an ambulance. And they called one. And by the time it, it got there, it was too late. We're still not 100% sure like what caused her death. Um, but we're speculating it was probably a pulmonary embolism mm-hmm. um, just because of the way she was coughing and you know all of those things and how it just happened so quickly. Yeah, that happened on my mom's like second day of the trip with you know, all of her friends and my dad, it was like 30 people that were all out there and they decided to, to finish the trip in her honor. But, you know, having my dad eventually two weeks later come home with just her suitcase, but not my mom was like the most heart wrenching experience that, you know, I've ever had, you know, and on top of that, I have a newborn and another, you know, one and a half year old at home. And so I was just struggling. I was drowning in the grief, but at the same time, hey, this is supposed to be one of the happiest moments of my life. I have a new addition to my family and just trying to navigate that situation was not easy. It was very frustrating, very hard. That's where I think sometimes like the grief phases don't necessarily correlate with what you're actually feeling because there was no phases. It was just one big giant scribble. You know, it was a mess. It was a mess. I'm so sorry. I know you probably heard I'm so sorry so many times and it doesn't help anything, but I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. All of those really, really, really good and then the worst emotions ever at the same time. Yeah, I guess like that's the background, you know, of where I was left last summer. Being a new mom, or I guess being a mom, new mom for the second time, I should yeah. say, because, you know, I, I had a daughter beforehand, but... um being new to having two under two and finding myself without my mom there was just, it was rough. It was really hard. And it was not a very fun experience. But throughout the months as they went on, I found myself searching for that connection still or wishing that there was more conversations that we had had. Because although my mom and I were extremely close, we were more like um, partners in crime. And like, we were we got into mischief together. We just, we had more of like a fun relationship. We didn't always make the time to have those serious conversations about life. And so I think that's what I was really searching for and what I really was missing or lacking and wanting more of, especially my mom was in a similar position that I was in when she became a mom. When I was born, her father died. uh, I want to say when I was like three and a half, four months old. And so it's like, man, she lived this experience that I'm living now, but we never talked about it. And so that's the part that like totally stings is wishing that I had that guidebook from her of how to handle this situation. So I think, yeah, as the months went on and I was processing it more and more, 
and having conversations with my husband, who he also lost his mom about a year before I did. That's where the journal started to come into play. And that's where I thought, man, I just, if I am ever in the position where I have to leave my daughters, I want to make sure that they have everything that they need from me. You know, they have all of my words of wisdom, or they have all of my support, love letters, anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I was talking with some of my, my other mom friends. And I said, you know, I really think it would be nice to have some type of journal that we could write notes to our kids too. And every single one of them, like their ears perked up and they're like, what? Like, this sounds great. Like you should do it. And so that very day I just sat behind my computer and just went to town and just wrote a lot of prompts um, that just came to mind. So I think that day alone, I wrote like a third of the journal prompts. And then I just slowly started to add to it over a few months. And I I started this in February, February of 2023. And um, I felt like it was ready to go right around April. So that's when I published it was April 11. Yeah, it's basically Mm -hmm. it's a book. It's a journal that guides you through different pieces of life. I I truly feel like I wrote it for my own daughters um, as a testament of all the things that I would love to leave for them, knowing you know, what I'm left with and all the the missing pieces that I have. But then I published it for everyone because I know that everyone could benefit from it. But yeah, it touches on lots of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, Milestone moments, in case you're not there. It touches on just when you're sad and you just need your mom, right? Like you need a hug from your mom. Like there's pages and journal prompts about that. There's a section that's kind of like all about you. So that way you never forget who they are as a person and if you're seeking that connection, which is, you know, that's something I found myself doing a lot in the past couple of months is just wishing I could spend time with my mom. I feel like you can open that book and just feel like you're close to them. So that is so special. I I know you did it for basically for your own children, but think how many people are going to get this and going to leave it for their children, grandchildren. And it's just going to continue on and continue leaving these memories. And I mean, that's kind of huge. Like through your grief, through your sadness, you are going to touch so many lives through what what you've created. You know, whether you pass away when you're young or when you're 100, you're leaving that and you're just leaving a nice bit of comfort. So that's so special, Garrett. You know, now looking back, I do have like memories of my mom, like mourning my my grandpa, but at the time I just didn't maybe understand or couldn't conceptualize what that meant. And, you know, I didn't have the capacity to talk to her about it because, you know, I was a child. I think it's so important to truly, I guess, understand the importance that every single person has in our life and the giant void that they would leave if they're not there. At Christmas time, like uh, I save all of my <laughs> um, gift bags and I found, you know, gift bags that my mom had gifted with to me with my name on it. And it was just like, just seeing her handwriting, like just, you know, made me feel so good. And I I hope that people, when they do, if they get it, they're not writing it from a dark place. Like I -hmm. hope that they're writing it out of the most vibrant and beautiful years of their life. So that way that, that there's like that snapshot of what that looked like versus, you know, I'm on my deathbed and I need to write this quickly, you know, (laughs) quickly as possible. You know, I hope it's, it's something that it's actually just like a journaling practice that they yeah. they incorporate, you know, and try to slip it in from time to time just to create those memories that need that deserve to be written down, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. That's so neat, Kara. That's so neat that you did that. You didn't Thank just you. hold it all in, but you put it, you just put all of that energy and everything into just into creating something to help yeah. you. And that's going to help many, many people that you will never know that you'll never meet who get your journal, you know, like it's going to be around for a while. It's probably on someone's bookshelf right now. It's going to sit there for years and years and years and you'll never know. <laughs> Funny that you said that too, because I, I didn't realize I was doing this when I was doing it, but I felt I guess at the time, like I was giving all of that pain and all that sadness, like a place to live, right? Somewhere outside of my body. And someone like told me about that the other day. They're like, oh, like, you know, you don't want to keep all that in. Like you get rid of it, you know, push it somewhere creative. And I, I didn't realize at the time that that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. Do you have like a, a piece of advice to moms who are balancing motherhood and life in general or tough times, you know? I feel like life is just an up and down of happy times and tough times. So do you have any advice to moms just balancing it all? I would say trying to be as honest as you can to yourself and to the people that are close to you about how you're feeling. Because I think as moms, we're very good at masquerading or kind of hiding the Mm -hmm. fact that we're struggling, (laughs) that we're drowning in all of the things. And so I think it's really important to truly be vulnerable with people and explain to them what you're going through. Be open to help. I know that's like not the easiest thing for us to do as moms is to say like, I need help. I was talking with my husband the other night and our youngest just started sleeping through the night. And I was like, man, this is like the first time in a year that we've had a solid night's sleep, right? Like this is crazy. And so you know, we have so much going on at all times and we're sleep deprived and we're not taking care of ourselves the best that we we should be sometimes. And so I think the best piece of advice is to just be honest, ask for help, willingly accept it. And then when you can try to carve space out where you can still pour back into yourself because this is like the cheesiest saying, but like you cannot pour from an empty cup, right? And so so I think that that- for me was important. And in and, and some ways, writing this filled my cup a little bit, even though you would think like, hey, that's work. But yes, it was also a way for me to, I don't know, rejuvenate myself and get the grief, the nasty grief out and turn it into something productive. So yeah, I think that would be my biggest piece of advice is trying to keep your own cup filled. You know what, that's even though you know, you hear it and it is cheesy, you know, make sure you can't pour from an empty cup or whatever. It's like one of the most, like it's said, but it's like understated. Like you hear it, but you don't really process it. You know, you, you literally cannot pour like from an empty cup. So you have Mm -hmm. to make sure through good and bad that you keep yourself filled with whatever makes you happy and whatever fuels you because getting through those tough times and getting through the good times, both you have to have that same fill inside of it, inside of you, you know, so you have to really, you know, keep an eye on your, your, yourself, your, you know, self-care, self-care here, self-care there, but it's so true. It's so true just for your family and just for your own personal life and your own feelings and, um, you know, mental health. So important, Mm -hmm. so important. So it cannot be said enough. I know no matter how many times you talk about it, it can't get, it easier you know the the pain's probably always still there but what you have made 
yeah. from this, you know, terrible, terrible life experience. I know it's blessing and, and helping others that are going through tough times as well. Like I said, you'll never meet them. You don't know everyone who's buying the journal from you. Thank you for creating it. Thank you for sharing your story today. It's been really great talking to you. And oh, thank you. I, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but it was so nice meeting you and just hearing your story and hearing how you process everything and, and advice to other moms, maybe going through a hard thing right now. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Don't forget to connect with me in the podcast online on Facebook and Instagram at moms who create podcast and at Kelly Heil. Also my book comes out next week, next Tuesday, September 5th, my day at the pumpkin patch is released. I'm too excited, too excited. So sorry in advance for everything I say about it and all the posts about it, but not really sorry because I put so much time and effort into this. So I cannot wait. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. I will see you next week.